You know what I mean? Like that's emotional. That's me just responding and being instinctually emotional. Yeah. No, get better. Don't get bitter. You know, yeah. like it's like <laughs> I will be. Yeah, I can take that punch, but you know, it's not about taking the punch. It's about <laughs> it's about um, what yeah. is that? Energy management and damage control. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences, while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind: how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multi-dimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Today we have a great episode lined up, and it's always a pleasure to sit down and talk to Yancy Maderos, who is a great person, great fighter, and we go through a lot of interesting conversations in this episode. He shares a lot about his journey through his career, the lessons learned, and what has molded him and shapes his values that he carries on with him as he goes through life. Listen in to some of his stories, and we also talk about everything that he's doing, how that helps to elevate his performance, helps him to train smarter and harder, and also how that translates into the world of MMA. Without saying too much more, I'm excited to get to the episode, so let's jump straight into it. So excited this week, we have Yancy on the show. Thanks so much for taking some time out, and thanks for joining us. Oh, of course, man. Yeah, trying to return the favor with you, you me a time, so... You know, trying to keep it full circle. No, it's always it's always fun, always good conversations, great vibes, and I think anyone that follows your journey and your career knows what your personality is like and all of the things that you represent. First, let's just for the listeners who might not be as familiar, let's talk about your journey to where you are today. Like your journey growing up and then how you got to the UFC and what that has been like so far. I've been really like I've I've been asked this question a bunch of times that like for me it's like I lived every day like to the fullest and I never planned I never planned to be mm-hmm. where I am now it's just I wound up where I am because of you know what like just what was in front of me and what you know and I, I what I connected to mm-hmm. meaning like I remember growing up in high school I was I was like damn I watching DJ Pan and all these other guys fighting I was just you know and it's something. I was like, oh, I can do that. I've been in martial arts since, you know, that's probably my longest commitment in my life, martial arts. And from the age of five, you know, like, I'm to now I'm still doing it. So, you know, I've always had that martial arts background, that martial arts mindset and culture. Mm-hmm. You know, as in high school, you know, I wrestled in high school and I was just competitive. I like to compete. I like to test myself. I ended up pretty much training in a garage you know, after high after high school, a couple of years after high school, training in a garage and you know pursuing MMA. That's how it was. It's one of these co- one of my um my originating um one of the first coaches that got me into MMA, um Kavika Paluli. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to come and train in my um train in my garage? Um, because prior excuse me prior to prior to this training in in Kavika's garage, I would go to other people's house and just grapple and work out but it wasn't like a gym or anything you know i was just trying to do something i was all big and overweight and just trying to be active so that's how i started man. i started from a garage <laughs> yeah. and then and i wound up i wound up here being in ufc be um very um very fortunate and proud to you know try and represent hawaii and 
everything mm-hmm. I've been around, you know, and just represent represent that yes. out there to the world. Yes, and it's it's so interesting when I talk to you because you've told me many times that I mean, growing growing up and everything, you never fought. You never even dreamed of fighting. It was just something that you, like you said, just literally fell into your lap. Like I you know, just growing up, I've competed in karate, and we had like point sparring tournaments. Mm-hmm. It was very minimal contact, and then I started getting into wrestling in high school, and because I really like, I really like jujitsu. I really like that that concept we did in karate. Because they would, my my grandmaster would, you know, implement all these other martial arts into 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 his regimen, you know, and just grasp. Yeah grasp my attention because I was always like, oh, Bruce Lee, you know, absorb it, be like water flow and, you know, don't be, you know, just always try to be, you know, adapt to everything and be open-minded and don't, not be judgmental about everything in life, mm-hmm. not just, you know, just one certain thing. So I ended up doing that and it just was, I was like, whoa, like, I'd say like the, the whole thing with like Gladiator, right? The movie mm-hmm. Gladiator, you never wanted to be a gladiator that's just something he fell into he had his own beliefs he had his own truth mm-hmm. and then you know at one point it's just you know he wanted peace and joy and he wanted peace and then he wanted peace that's what he wanted right he wanted to be at peace yeah and he fell into this he didn't want to be the kid the best fighter in the world he didn't want to he just this is something that his pat led him to and he was in and he was going to make the best of it because besides that he wasn't you know like he wasn't going in in there and trying to be like the hamster in the wheel or just be a, a gladiator and represent and be, have that theme. He was beyond that. He was like, I'm just trying to be at peace. You know, and that's, yeah. where, that's where I'm at. You know, like, <laughs> hey, world champ, world champ is, is always optimal and always the goal. Like, if you ain't trying to be number one, then you better get out this sport because, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is a brutal sport to be trying to pick and choose. It's like telling a running back, like, oh, don't run over here with these linebackers. <laughs> no, sometimes that's how the card is played, right? You got to yes. be ready for it. Yeah, and I yeah, definitely and so see I that mindset in you. I think that's that's the interesting thing. And I mean, you bring that with every facet of your life. And yeah. going back to how exactly like you're just trying to be the best that you can be. You're just trying to, you know, tackle every challenge and everything. Just the cards kind of fell into place and you were in the right place at the right time sometimes. And that's how you kind of got to this spot. And like yeah. you said, like, you had that mixed martial or you had that martial arts background, that mindset, that upbringing, and it just kind of led to more opportunities and more things. And growing up, um, especially in Hawaii, you know, sometimes there's that, there's kind of that stereotype, I think, especially with a lot of the Hawaii fighters that, oh, you know, you're raised like that. But really for you, you were not brought up in extreme combat sports other than, you know, the controlled martial arts for majority of your career. I was I was brought up in a controlled environment of physical contact you mm-hmm. know, from martial arts and outside of outside of the gym or you know my dojo I wouldn't be I wouldn't be presenting that to people and showing that to people so mm-hmm. I wouldn't you know it's like one thing the greatest thing martial arts taught me is martial arts has taught me is that the best defense is prevention mm-hmm. so, you know fights unwanted fights is definitely stuff I need I've 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 been able to avoid myself and keep out of you know I've never been in a fight that I never wanted to be in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fortunately, I've never been in a fight I never wanted to be in. Yeah, you know, it's always yes. accepted. You know, so I've been able to live a peaceful path. You know? <laughs> no, I I think that says a lot that you have never been in a fight that you never wanted to be in. You know, everything was part of your career, and and you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a lot 
in this episode as to. Oh yeah, man. What... I go down. Sorry, I uh, it's so por- Portuguese. <laughs> I'll just keep going down rabbit holes and just keep going and going and going. So no, please stop me at any time. That that's what makes <laughs> these conversations very entertaining and very real because this is yeah, this is our yeah. true conversations when you come in sometimes or when we're doing rehab stuff. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's super interesting to hear that. And the other thing that we've you mentioned to me before is that after high school, you didn't immediately start doing mixed martial arts. You didn't immediately go into, I think Strike Force was your first, or some of the local venues was your first actual professional fights. But after yes, you graduated yes. high school, what was, what was those couple years before MMA? Oh, that was just typical. I went into construction. I ended up after high school, about a year after... Yeah, about a year, 2006, a year mm-hmm. after I graduated, I had a daughter. So I went into construction mm-hmm. and I went into construction. And I just had a typical construction lifestyle and, you know, a very, very unhealthy um, eating habits. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, having a construction lifestyle, like you're not around, you know, you're not around great food all the time, working eight hours, shifts, putting mm-hmm. in 40 hours a week. So you're just getting what you can, where yep. you, wherever you can. And coming from a car, the commute is always far. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? I'm waking up four in the morning just to get to where I need to be. I cannot wake up four in the morning and cook breakfast and be homely. You know, everything's on the <laughs> yeah. go and it's just super inconvenient for me to prep my own food and whatnot. And, and, and I was uneducated. I didn't know what I, what was good, what was not. You know, what, what, what I should be eating, what I shouldn't. So, yeah, I got big, bro. Like 245. Yeah. 245 pounds. Just being really unhealthy and not making healthy choices in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think even though you look back at that time and, you know, there was a lot of things that you would have changed with what you know now, I think that yeah. has taught you a lot and has been a lot of lessons learned during that time to help you in your career now, help you with nutrition now, help you with, you know, just everything that you're you're doing right now at this stage in the game. After that, what was it like when you started to focus on MMA and what was that that thing that clicked that made you change and realize, hey, you know what? I got to start to take better care of my health and everything. When it got into the nutrition aspect, I mean, it clicked for me to start wanting to change and get healthy when I was just, you know, I woke up and I just was like, I woke up and looked in the mirror and I was just like, damn, man, like, you ain't gonna change your damn life. You, you're a flat piece of shit. Like, you know, just looking at yourself and feeling sorry for yourself and just mm-hmm. like, you know, like you need to just be, you need, you need to change this. This is not, this is not, you know, I'm over here holding my breath, trying to tie my shoes. Mm. <laughs> you know, like that's like, that's not something I want to do. And then one of the biggest things was seeing one of the locals that lived in my car drown because he was just unable to swim mm. because he was too, too big, you know, and those kinds of things triggered me. And I was like, wow, if I can't even save myself, like I can't even like play with my daughter or, you know, do all these things. And, you know, and I just, fortunately yep. like it clicked on that end where i wanted to train and just get work out because i knew that that's something that would make me lose weight because i just like i need to lose weight that's what it was i didn't know anything else but i need to lose weight and not look like this yeah <laughs> so you know and then i pursued i went to the i went to the first thing i knew which is martial arts and jujitsu and you know mm-hmm. I, I used to wrestle so i started going and assistant coaching at why not high school Mm-hmm. And I started working out and wrestling with the kids and I just started losing weight that way. And then that's where I got initiated into starting to like actually go to 
a house and train with other people in a garage and do jujitsu and implement kickboxing like that. And that's how the MMA journey started. Yes. Yeah. You know, like I was always a mixed martial artist from, from when I, before I could remember, mm-hmm. I just started competing at 20 or eight, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. When, when you started to get in shape and, you know, assistant coaching for wrestling and training in people's garage with other people, what led to that next step? What led to you getting your first amateur or professional fight? How did that pan out? Well, I went to just like, I randomly just would do like jujitsu tournaments. Okay. Like, you know, like one time I just said like, right when I started, like, in fact, I wasn't even training yet. This is how I haven't even started. Like, this is even like right around the time where I stay coaching with my friend, um, coaching. And, you know, I didn't even start training in a garage and I just randomly just took this jujitsu. I seen one of my friends I used to work out with driving on the road mm-hmm. and, and I used to roll at it, do, um, do jujitsu at his house. And he was like, Oh, I was like, how you been? And he's like, Oh, good. I'm doing tournament tomorrow. I was like, where? He's like, Oh, so and so. It was a Naga, you know, and yeah. I went and I did it. Like, I didn't even train. I just went <laughs> off of instincts, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I ended up winning one round and then ended up um, losing a match. Win one match and I lost a match. Okay. You know, but like, I was just like, I'm on a whim. When it comes to being spontaneous and, you know, like, if it ain't dangerous yeah. and life-threatening, I'm going to try it. Like, I mess <laughs> yeah. just me. I always live life. I don't feel like I want to, I waste a lot of time, but. I live a lot of it too. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, like, and that's one thing that I've seen from you like throughout all these the past year is that it doesn't matter what your training or what your preparation is, that competitiveness in you is just going to come out and you're going to try to do your best and you're going to try to yeah. win. And I can yeah, I can yeah. definitely see that one of the local Naga Naga tournaments and you just trying to, you know, even though you didn't train, it just sparked that competitive edge in you. So I'm yeah, guessing yeah. that kind of grew. And then after that tournament, did you start to take, when was it that you started to take the training more seriously and realizing like, Hey, I actually can get pretty good at this. I'd say, I mean, after about, I had like a little amateur fight before I did like an M- uh, MMA fight. Okay. And then like, after that, I was just like, you know, um, it was, it reminded me of like wrestling in high school, the competition, the butterflies, or even just point sparring, just that competition, you know, when you're facing somebody else, that, that atmosphere, that aura that's given to you. It's like, as much as I despise that feeling, I always like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. like something I, I train for and I always try and put myself in. I don't know why, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't know. It's a drug. It's sometimes, you know, it's just, you want to <laughs> test yourself. You want to see what you can do. And I started heavily, like, just training and, like, you know, thinking I was just doing the right things when, um, after that fight, my dad was like, if you want to do this, like, you really got to do it. Like, you really, like, if you, like, do this, like, show it because I wasn't that type of violent or that type of aggression type. I wrestled and stuff, but I was very passive. I was very, Mm -hmm. you know, defensive. I was like, I had a lot of heart and I wouldn't quit, but I wasn't this, you know, aggro, aggressive athlete yes you know i was just like hey well we're gonna run this mountain all right i might not make it to the top with you guys but i ain't gonna quit i see you there mm-hmm. like you know like i was just never i was competitive i just wasn't i wasn't great at it but i never quit mm-hmm. and then as i pursued that i realized that i was like damn man you don't have to be good you, um you don't have to be good you don't have to be great you just need to be committed 
and you yep. need to be better. You know what I mean? And anything you do, you got to be committed and you got to, you just got to want, want to be better and you're going to find your way and do it. No, definitely. And I see that with everything that you do, you have that mindset that you're just going to improve. You know, as long as you're improving every day, every week, then over time, hey, you get pretty, you know, pretty good at whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Now, yeah. when you, what was the beginning of your career like? Um, this is something that I, I don't even know what the beginning of your career li- is like because for people that don't know, we're about the same age. So I think that's why we can relate to so many things. I mean, we yeah, bring yeah. different life experiences to the table, but as far as stage in our career, stage in our life and everything, we're the same age or about the same age. Yeah. So then yeah. I think we relate to a lot of things. So that beginning portion of your career, what was what was that like? What kinds of things did you learn from the early stages of MMA, getting into the UFC, and what were some of the obstacles that you had to overcome? One of the biggest obstacles for me was just, like, it wasn't anybody around me. It was me, myself. Like, mm-hmm. because I never took things for granted. I was never judgmental. And whatever moments and situations presented myself, I would live it. And I would, you know, I would always just try and be optimistic about my situations. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, meaning... Like when I went out to go train and I met up and I got invited from Nick and Nate to go live with them and train. Like I just went, bro. I didn't do no research or anything like that. I was like, oh, they live in Stockton. Mm-hmm. They, they're badass fighters. And, they're, and you know what I mean? And they invited me over. And I was like, well, I ain't going to cop out of this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I took myself I took myself out of my comfort zone. Just like any any kid would going leaving 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 um Oahu for college mm-hmm. or anything, it's the mm-hmm. same situation. You going out of your comfort zone, you going to somewhere you've never been and stayed. I don't know, you know, I've never lived off the island, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just gonna live up there for two months with people that I just met, I see on TV, met once, and they invited me to come stay at the house and train. Like that's literally what I was doing. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. College, at least you go up there, you get to see what's going on, who you gonna stay with. Like you know, there's all this. I was just like, yup, soldier up, let's go, boom, packed the bag and left. Yeah, you know. But I was fortunate because I was around very supportive people. Mm-hmm. I had great family, I had great support, I had great friends. You know, like finances was a, was a big was a big thing, and I, I was I was happy. I was fortunate enough to have a lot of local local support especially in my area in Macaw, there was a lot of people there was a lot of people that that helped me get to where i am financially and they stay in the back and they stay in the back curtains because they don't want to be exposed mm-hmm. you know because they did it unconditionally yeah you know what i mean they didn't do it for me to return something they did it for my well-being mm-hmm. and those types of things like stuck with me like it left an imprint on me yeah it was like you know what i mean i was like dang man that's like just so selfless like they don't even want you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing I can give them back to even, you know, mm-hmm. besides showing them that I appreciate that. But it's like, I kind of like, the only thing I can do is pay it forward. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, like that, that's the only thing I can, I feel like I can do is like pay it forward to someone that needs that or need whatever be in a situation like I ever was. Yep. You know, like, because there's a lot of things like I live around, but there's also a lot of things that like people that supported me and it's just like greatly appreciated. That's why I am like, I remain the way I am, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, I think that's that's something, I mean, I know it's all over the world, but especially in Hawaii, for all the athletes that are born and raised in Hawaii, grow up in this on this island and have all of that support, no matter what 
sport or what profession you're in, there's a lot of support from family, from friends. And it's like you said, it's the people that just literally support you to give you the best chance to succeed. And that's kind of the unique thing to, I think, Hawaii, the Hawaii community. And you know how, how it's so family oriented and how there's so much support with for all of the athletes and everything that yeah it makes everyone want to i think the first thing is everyone wants to represent hawaii well um all of the hawaii athletes that are doing great things that's the number one thing that most people will tell me you know is this oh we're doing it for the state of hawaii we're doing it for my family you know everybody that supported me throughout the years and then the second thing is that there's a lot of people that because so much was given to them, all that support and everything, yeah, you want to pay it forward. And yeah. I think that's the one thing that keeps keeps the talent, keeps all of the um, Hawaii athletes striving for that success, trying to go down that road that all of the previous generations paved, you know, in these sports and um, different types of activities. And then just trying to build off of that and become more successful and represent Hawaii and the islands even better. Yeah. yeah um yeah i i mean that's exactly i i completely agree with everything that you're saying and i can totally relate with you starting your mma journey and everything was there any rough patches or lessons that needed to be learned in that first few years when you started to get more exposure and started to get more seasoned as a mma fighter Oh man! Well, first things first, man. The lessons never stop. <laughs> so it's still, I'm still trying to learn. I'm yeah. still making mistakes. I'm still making adjustments. I mean, I'm still. You know what I mean? It's it's still the biggest thing I can say is like it can be in general, not just with your lifestyle, but even just everything in general is a type of relationship that's built with with the people you you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, because as much as MMA is a lonely road, it took a tribe for me to get there. There's traveling the world, connecting with a lot of people, and you know, um, going through situations all, all the time. Like you, you know, there's good situations and there's bad situations, and I've just learned that whatever type of personality you have, you have to understand what a friend and what an acquaintance acquaintance is. Mm-hmm. You know, like that in in, in 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 life, like you have to understand who your friends and who's his acquaintance and who are acquaintances because friends don't do certain things and fr- acquaintances, you know, and it's for yeah. me, like friends is like family. Like when I was raised in Hawaii, mm-hmm. if that's your friend, that's usually your family. Like you're going to open up, they can come into your house, you can, you know, whatever your siblings do, they can do too. That That's the culture I was raised around. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, first time you come into my house, we friends. Second time, bro, we family. Yeah. You're going to ask me for stuff, I'm going to tell you no. So just go in there and take it yourself, right? You know, yeah, like, yeah. that's how open and that's like, that's what it is. It's, um, everything I've learned in this career is now and where I am is tra- being transparent. Mm-hmm. Transparency, you know, just being able to be true and faithful to whatever it is in the relationship you have. You know, all the, all the relationships I've built with everyone that I can, that I love and care about, like, isn't really anything through pen and paper. You know, they need that security for me to have this relationship with them from my management, my coaches, all that. It's just, yep. I mean, able to have that, it's like family to me. Yeah. You know, like if, if you had a sibling, you'd be like, oh, bro, I have signed this. You owe me 200 bucks, kid. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You yeah. sign this because it's, you say it, you, right? Like, that's yeah. the, I don't, I see it that way. 
with yeah. my friends and my family. Like, you know, like that's how I would, that's how I take it. Yeah. So I don't ever, you know, like I don't ever like do those types of like I'm I'm able, excuse me, I'm able to keep those types of relationships and that type of transparency mm-hmm. with them. You know, I understand contracts is contracts and liabilities outside the world, but you know, I, I live what I can with in my realms, in my means. Yeah. And I think we all have to just go through those experiences, you know, to have this insight or look back as to, you know, what kinds of things you value is kind of what yeah. you're saying. And yeah. if you kind of think about your journey and everything, is there is there one thing that has really propelled you to become a, a, a well-known veteran in the UFC? Is there one like incidents could be could be in the fight, could be outside all of the other things. But is there one one thing that you look back on in the past like 12 years or whatever it is that you yeah. say, oh, that really kind of turned my career or made me excel even further? Well, maybe that's a good question. No, that's a good question because it's like, you know, it goes back to me just living every day, mm-hmm. like to the fullest, you know, whatever it was, my path, I was always a martial artist. I always had this mindset like it, man. Like, bro, man, you could come into my house and while I'm drinking tea. Yeah, we go sip some tea. Oh, you want to see who's the best fighter? Pop, 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 win, move. Thank you. Have a good day. Walk out the house. You're a better person. Whatever, yeah. right? Like, I have that type of back mindset in myself. Like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. But I am uh, but I am also in a sport of entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, so, for me, it's like, I think it was the lesson I learned outside of being entertained because... I always, I always, I feel like I've always strived and I, I, I've made mistakes, but when there's people watching, it brings out the realness in me. Mm-hmm. You know, when someone's actually watching me, like they're going to see the real me. I'm not going to front anything from competing and not competing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing Like you know, like, like I, it's, it's hard to explain because there's, there's times where it's like, I don't. I don't like being uncomfortable, so I make everything I can to be comfortable with the situation, whatever I'm in. If not, then I move, then I move away. And I learned that over the times. Sorry, I'm just going a little bit deeper and going off track, but those are the big things that really like clicked to me, like how I connected to people and how I felt with the moment and connecting with myself more. Yeah. So there was a time where it was like I took martial arts from five, I, I took karate. Kaji Kempo, like Kaji Kempo style, Universal Kempo Karate. I took that from the age of five and I pursued MMA at the age of 20. Mm-hmm. I got my blessings from my grandmaster. And then, like, there was this fight in Vegas. And I, after the fight, I don't know if I told you the story. You know, Nick, mm-hmm. Nick was coming up to me and we were celebrating and all that. And it was just like, yeah, how many times, how many, um, how many years have you done karate? And I was like, Ah, maybe like 15 years and he was just like that's 15 years nobody can take away from you mm-hmm. you know and i just like and like it just clicked you know like i was just like dang like yeah you're right like i've been in school doing what i would just did tonight like i've been trying to do this ever since i could remember even before i wanted to know i even wanted to do this you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i've been trying to be a martial artist since i even knew like before i just my mom didn't put me in that, you know, and mm-hmm. I fell into, I fell into wanting to do that. And it's just like, that's 15 years. Nobody can take away from you. And it clicked in my head. It was just like, dang, man, like, like I am meant to be where I, I, I meant to be everything that I've done in my life. And I, and path I took led me to be right where I am. And, yeah. it, and it was in that casino after a fight, 
chilling, chilling, and having a good time with one of the most, one of the greatest martial art yeah. martial artists in the world. You know, and it was just like that clicked with me, and I was just like, damn, I just need to like live every day truthfully, and you know, just keep doing what inspires me to be joyful. Yes. And those things too. It was like you know, I've bro, I've partied like all over. I've partied all over the world, and like I've met millionaires and um and and all these all these um you know just been in been in all kinds of crazy parties and just for me it's like i didn't feel like after meeting all these people and having all these situations with with all these like from everyone from really poor to really rich like i was like dang man like happiness isn't like you know like all about this money and they see all these rich millionaires like they they look they look sad you know and like they're trying to like put a band-aid over whatever whatever problems they have you know, I'm, I I can see it, I can feel it, and I was just like, dang, like those things don't like. When I was younger, I wanted the I wanted the nice gold, and I wanted the jewelry, and I wanted I wanted all those all those things, bro. You know, I was trying to keep up with yep. what I felt was good. You know, I was like, oh, bro, I like this. I like the I like the big nice car, and you know, like all these things I was trying to strive for, or trying to you know work for after after I win win something, and then I realized I was like, I just got more like. I try to simplify my life. Like, oh, what is easier yeah. for me? What is what is convenient? What do I need? What do I want and what do I need? You yes. know, like that's the thing that I kind of figured out to where I am now. Like, trust me, I'm human. You know, <laughs> I'm emotional. I like buying things. I have certain nicks and knacks I like, but it's definitely like... It's different now. Thing, yeah, the, yeah. The biggest thing I need is stability. Yeah. For myself, for, you know, for everything. But what I want of um, being a father and just doing doing things around like I need balance and stability. Yeah. You know, from everything. My health, my finances, just everything needs to be has to be stable so I can live this life. Yes. I found out that, like, you know, after 30, I found out what is like my goal in life, right? Or what is something I wanna do. Like I have wants I wanna do, but like a life you wanna live. Mm -hmm. I wanna be able to live like a kid every day. Yeah. Not saying childish. Not <laughs> yeah. a child, but I mean like being soulful and being and being carefree. Like every day kids wake up and all they want to do is be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't see kids, you don't see kids talking negative about other other things or other people unless they around that type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kids, they're not negative. They're not negative. Like kids are pure, but they don't know negativity. They don't know jealousy. All of those things is it's all those things shown to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they pick up and this is what they observe. And like, for me, it's like, I've been around the world and I've talked to all kinds of people and adults, they want to talk about problems and, you know, <laughs> other things, like, you know, it's just like bills and, you know, taxes and all this stuff. And yes, those are responsibilities, but that's not stuff I want to talk to about, about <laughs> other people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, bro, I'll be in the store and I just see this kid like walking and bumping to me, and the parents is like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." You know, I'm like, "No, I want to know where he was. Where'd he go? <laughs> yeah. Where where'd he get lost at? Because when's the last time you was able to do that?" Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, when's the last time you was able to just be carefree and be creative and just use your imagination and get lost? Yeah, you know, those are the things. Is just like, dang, like I just want to be like a kid, but I take care of my responsibility. Yes. That's it. And, right, you know what I'm saying. We all have responsibilities, and we all need to be accountable yep. for our actions. We yes. all have terms and conditions. Yes, but that doesn't mean you can't have it so fulfilled that soulful free spirit. Yes, and that right? is definitely one thing that I've learned from you. And by you saying that, because you we've talked about this too before, by you saying that you want to 
live like a kid. It's just, it's just everything's going to be way more positive. Like you're saying, it's like all of the negative things and, you know, judgment and all of these kinds of other things that hold us back. They're all learned. They're all learned behaviors. Um, yeah. And that's something yeah. that we've talked about too. And it's not saying that you're going to live like a child without responsibilities. You made that clear. Yeah. It's just saying that the positivity that you bring and how you want to live life to the fullest and take advantage of opportunities that present itself and all of these things that just help you to lead a fuller lifestyle. That's exactly what we can take away from, you know, us when we were kids. I think that's a very important important concept that we cannot forget we need to always remember that hey sometimes we just need to simplify things and just live in the moment is kind of what it is um the other thing that you kind of mentioned is that the ufc you've definitely said that yeah it's your profession is fighting but it's definitely in entertainment i just want to touch on a little bit with whatever you want to share about how um the diaz brothers have kind of helped you throughout your career has been that support. I know you train with them. I know they're, they're entertainers themselves. I mean, doesn't matter if you're a fan of them, if you're not a fan of them, you know, when they're going to go in the cage, they are going to bring it and it's going to be an entertaining fight. And I think that's the bottom line. Everyone wants to watch their fights. Um, You can't doubt that. But what have you learned as far as that entertainment standpoint or what kinds of things have they helped you with that has gotten to where you are today too i'd say the biggest thing is it's it's if you have to put like something in the like the big like the big league nfl nfl all these sports nba right they have a certain etiquette mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know everything they have these etiquettes right you go into you like when you walk into a hospital you don't go and take your shirt off and just start walking around and you know, being arrogant, there's an et- there's a certain etiquette, you know, just like certain businesses and whatnot, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, they they taught me like to not be the hamster in the wheel. Mm-hmm. You know, like if if it meaning like just be you, yeah. Like don't yep. be somebody you're not. You yep. know, like and those are the things that I took from like Nick and Nate. It was just Nick and Nate guys. They're like they're real individuals. You if you you might misunderstand them, mm-hmm. but they're real as it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as as in like. They're island boys raised in Stockton, meaning meaning they ain't punks, but they ain't gonna get punks. I know I wouldn't associate myself with with a bad with a bad person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and media is portrayed way differently. That's what I understood. You know what I mean? From from me going there, I was like, "Oh man, I hope I don't get punked because I'm not gonna get punked." Yeah, you know, like I'm thinking, like, "Oh, I'm not gonna get punked." Like, you know, like because only the I don't know them as people. I only know what is presented to me. Yep. From on the shows, you know, and these guys is over here flicking everybody off in Hawaii, right? Yeah. After a fight and all this. And it's yeah. only because it's it's pride, you know what I mean? It's like, no, hold it down. I respected that. Mm-hmm. I respected that as an individual, as a human being. Oh, like dang, they're so tight that they ain't enemy Tory Tory is like we died this and you know, F all you guys. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, that's that's real, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, there isn't no insight outside. And I knew that from being a martial artist. Mm-hmm. I already felt like I was like, dang, they'll throw it down outside too. There ain't no this etiquette of being polite or, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. you don't go outside and you're just not going to be it. Like, the reason why I was drawn to them was because they were real individuals. And I, when I went up there, I figured I, I experienced that. Yeah, you know, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't live with them, and I wouldn't associate myself with them over the years, 
if there are evil people or if, you know what I mean? If it was a, a negative yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. I'm not about that. I live in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wouldn't go to Stockton numerous times out of the year and stay there for months on end because it was a bad place. Yeah. You know, like, so those things is like, they really, you know, they really made me feel comfortable, but they always just made me be me. Yeah. And you know what I mean? We might have different shoes, but we all get the same like views. Yeah. But they always told me that was a big thing. Like one time I was fighting and Nate was cornering me and I won the fight. He grabbed me and we were walking to in the he was walking in the cage and he's like, Hey bro, make sure you rep that shit. Make sure you make sure you rep Hawaii. That's your shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rep that out. And I was just like, dang, like, you know what I mean? Like I go up there and I put I put time in with them and I, I, I hold it down with their team and I represent Hawaii and I represent that team and all of when it's time to like say what I gotta say on the mic, like, you know, those guys are telling me to rep rep where I'm from, rep what I do. They're not not saying, oh, rep our team, yeah. say this, say that. You know, and I was just like, that was just so much respect on that end because yes. they weren't enabling me to be the hamster in the wheel. They were enhancing me to be myself. Yeah. And I you think, know, like that, yeah. was, that was a big thing. Like it was like, just always be real because there's fake people in here mm-hmm. just trying to be fake. And I learned that from having certain management, you know, I've had my, I've had my spiels and my ban in on, you know, wanting to just trust trust people and thinking they're friends and you know it's all about money and i've learned from those things yeah. but they've taught me so much about that everybody yeah. will put their hand in the cookie jar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know so it's it's really it's really like know who your friends and your acquaintances are yeah because if they go if you know like that and i think that's why i've kept my connection with them because i've always had a real connection with nick and nick yeah and like nick is like totally misunderstood and i feel like he's misunderstood or misrepresented or mis- misrepresented through the media or through interviews or whatnot right yeah but it's, when you know him and you i've lived with him yeah i mean i've trained with him my freaking blood i've i've been in battles that like i've threw down with him like he yeah. took a piece of me yeah you know what I mean? For, he took a piece of me already we, he's beat me down grab all of this right so i know the man man he's yeah. not he, he's a savant yeah, you know someone that's exceptionally good. Like you could throw that guy in a ring right now, and he will. If there is no <laughs> time limit, bro, you done. <laughs> yeah. He will survive. Yeah. So when it comes to martial arts, he's a savant, and people misunderstand him yeah. for that. And, and I he's think, a true martial artist. Yes, and I, I, I know that's something that I, I really appreciate and admire from you too. Is that no matter what's going on, you stay true to you. You stay true to your brand. You've always, you know, the people that are not close to you, they don't really yeah. know what you represent, right? It's only you <laughs> and, and the people around you and you staying true to your brand and your values and, you know, you know what's important. I think that's what I, I like to see about you because I know you well enough already that you're not going to just sell out to do something just because the money's there. You're not going to sell out to do something just because someone else is telling you to do. You're going to yeah. do what you think is right, what you what you value. And that goes with everything in the cage and outside the cage too. One of the things that, that I really like about you too is that you go and you talk to the younger generations. You talk to schools, you make public appearances, and you are sending such a positive message. What what kinds of things can you say about that? I think that's about you paying it forward too to the younger generation. Yeah, man. But like for me, like a kid talking to another kid is easy, man. Like, you know, like that's <laughs> one thing. Like you know, you can go to a playground, and the kids are just gonna be like, 
hey, you know, like walk in. That's so it's so easy for me. You see adults, they can't even do that. Like they feel yeah. uncomfortable. One yeah. prime example is you walk into an elevator, everyone's just quiet. <laughs> I'm over there. Like, hey, what's up, guys? We're in this, this little, you know, in this yeah. little confined space for about a minute or so. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone's just listening to each other, each other breathe. You know, like <laughs> let me take some, let me fill the silence with some humor or some greetings. Yeah. You know, like just take off. It's but I just like connecting. You know, like I don't like, like it's like Nick and Nate and the people I surround myself around is the ones that brought me out the matrix. Mm-hmm. You know, I took the red pill. Yeah. You're right. I, I would jump in. I jumped in the matrix and I jumped back out. And meaning, <laughs> meaning, jumping out of the matrix is taking care of myself and knowing what's 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 um what's right for me. Uh-huh. You know, like always, always, always staying awake to that. It's like I may be sleeping, but I'm woke. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like th- those, those are the things. Like and then I feel like the things that keep you like that is having a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. You know, focusing on focusing on what you do, making healthier choices, whatever it is and whatever you pursue. Yeah. Because to me, success now, like success is having joyfulness and waking up. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you can wake up every day and go to the park and draw something and go at a specific spot and draw something every day and you're happy with that, like you're good and you you find peace, like I feel like you found success in your life mm-hmm. because if that's all you needed to do and you wanted to do it, you was a productive, peaceful person and positive. Like I'm like, how is that not success? Like oh, that's all he needs in life. He just wants to go walk to the park and draw some pictures. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not about having all this money. It's not about having all, all the things you want or it is, if that's what you want. But I'm saying that doesn't, that doesn't derive, that doesn't, you know, show success. Yeah. You know, like those are the things that I, 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 I've, I'm happy with, like, yeah. you know, like I, I, I can, I can live simple. I have my wants. Yeah. yeah. I want a Tesla. You know, definitely, yeah. but I'm definitely, I'm definitely happy and satisfied with my Jeep compass right now. You yeah. know, it's not like I'm going to strive, strive for anything. I don't, yeah. um, a- anything I want, don't want or don't need. Excuse and, me. and for everyone, <laughs> everyone that wants to hear a little bit more in depth about this, check out the YouTube channel because we did a conversation on this and it was, I agree. No, no, I agree with you is that success now for, I think both of us, like you and me, what we think or what we're trying to strive for as success now is very different than 10 years ago. Cause I was kind of with you like 10 years ago. Yeah. Success was a very different picture in my mind. But as you start to experience all of these different things, you start to realize that, you know what? That's not really success because exactly like you've witnessed, I've seen too a lot of people that are kind of in that living that picture of success. It's like you look at them and it's like, I don't know if you're really that happy or if you really want to do the things that you do on a daily basis. And that's nothing, nothing against them because, you know, they've put a lot of hard work into that and everything. But it's just what do you want as part of your lifestyle that is going to help you to achieve your success and also be happier what i like that you said too is we're gonna get into the lifestyle component in a little bit to help to tie this in as to what kinds of things are important for you to stay in the cage and stay healthy but before i go into that one question for all the listeners i think what was one of your most hardest fought battles or most entertaining fights that you've been a part of in the ufc It'll definitely have to be those those two those two Brazilians I fought, <laughs> yeah. Ronaldo and Oliveira. I did I did really like I did really like um I fought Yves Edwards. 
yep. my second fight in um, UFC, and I really like that one because I just really looked up, really looked up to Yves Edwards because he's just an OG fighter. Like I watched that fool in high school, <laughs> yeah, just killing dudes, you know. And I was just like, damn, this guy got so much groove, and I just I like the way he, I like. I felt like he was real, you know, like he was an OG. Like, I just always felt like, wow, this guy's just cool. He's just bound to just fight, and he's mellow, you know, like. And those are the ones, those those three is probably the most that really stuck with me and, like, really got me, like. It's like, when you fight, like, the, the two Brazilians, like, when you fight and you go into a war, and you just, like, where it's more than just mental and physical, <laughs> but emotional drain, too, it's like. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's, you, they take a piece of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You take a piece of them and they take a piece of you, especially if it's, it's, if it's just a brutal battle for, for you know, for over five minutes, anything yeah. over that, and you guys going total toe and just trying to pick, you know, rip each other's heads off. Like <laughs> I've literally got the, the sense knocked out of me. You know, I understand what is bad. I'm going to knock the sense out of you. Like, I, oh, I know that one where you in the fight and you but you get hit. And I'm thinking about my daughter and I'm like, oh, dang, I got a fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, that's happened. You know, it's like it's brutal. But you're like, yeah. hey, it happens. And then it's just every time I take it with a smile and nod my head and go, this is what I came for. Yeah. This is what I got to accept. Like, you know, like just those are the things and. Um, one of the biggest things I know is if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna get punched, don't close your eyes. Make sure you look at it. <laughs> yeah. and blink on contact. Because it's the punches that you don't see is the ones that really hurt. Yeah. I promise you. So if you're gonna get punched, like just bite down. Now I'm not saying the best defense is prevention. Don't be getting punched in the face. But if you is, like look at it. Don't close your eyes and look yeah. away from the punch. I mean, <laughs> I I give you so much props like that would not be for me, but you know, so like when you're in these wars, right? I mean, when you're in trouble, because I mean, you know, when you're in trouble, right? But I mean, yeah, you're not yeah. done yet, but when you're in trouble, is there anything that you constantly got to dig deep for that keeps you going or keeps you like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta start getting my act together so that I don't get knocked out or finished. Is there anything that really helps you in those moments so, well those parts is like if you get rocked like it's about one thing about competing is about having composure right and mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately with us no matter uh, with athletes and my type of competition no matter you can overheat like it's all about i think for us it's all about sticking to the game plan mm-hmm. um being composed and not overheating you know, like those like thermal control because yeah. most times like if you overheat in any ass in any sport, if you overheat, you're not thinking right. You're just like on radiator. Think overheat, what gonna happen? You gotta <laughs> yeah. cool down on the side, like your body is the same way. Like you over here doing a five minute sprint and you only get one minute for cool down. Yeah. It's not one minute for you, you gotta cool down. And that's why these guys are so good because they know how not to overheat. Because mm-hmm. when you overheat and you can't breathe, it's hard to think. It's hard to be composed. It's hard to it's hard to be athletic. Yeah. You know, and that's and and oh damn, I'm going so deep that I, I forgot the, the original question. <laughs> no, no worries. It was just when you're in those tough times that you're like, Oh, yeah. I'm in trouble. What right. what is it that you're you're digging deep to keep going? I, I, I think right there it's just, you know, my pride. Yeah. You know, like there's the, that's that's a double edged sword that I play with because there's times where I get I get rocked or if I if I drop like 
I should I should use more of my ground and then but it's sometimes this shit is just instinctual and that's why I gotta like work on that mm-hmm. at home. You know, that's the homework you do. Mm-hmm. You do all the reactions that you need to. I'm a martial artist. I don't just fight standing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. You know, and those are the things that Nick and Nate show me. Like, you know, they boom, if they get dropped or something, they're like, okay, come into my realm then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, drop. Oh, damn, get back up so I can drop this fool. <laughs> I would take his head off. You know, there's different, you know, there's different reactions. And that's what, you know, I work on my composure, my <laughs> yeah. thought process. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you always tell me with your fights, you cannot fight and be emotional. Because when you start to be emotional, what you tell me at least is that yeah. that's when you're going to start to make your mistakes and show holes in your game or whatever. So, oh. I mean, I, I completely can, Jeez. can imagine. I think, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like for people too, it's like, how you not be emo- Like you're going to be emotional <laughs> yeah. because you got to put some type of emotion yeah. into your directive of what you're doing. So you got to know how to control that emotion and yeah. your the thought process, right? Yeah. It's like, how do you react? Like, because you can be emotional, but like you, it's the reaction that really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, I'm like, kid, don't be, I use emotion as is like you getting lost and not, you know, not keeping to your, not keeping to, to the game plan or not keeping your composure. Like yeah. if you get emotional, you start getting flustered and you start thinking about, yeah. you know, you, you just, I don't think, I think when you get emotional about, about things mentally, you get frustrated. Yep. And like for me, it's like, oh, I get hit. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, come, yeah. come, because I'm gonna get. You know what I mean? Like that's emotional. That's me just responding and being instinctually emotional. Yeah. No, yeah. get better. Don't get bitter. You know, yeah. like it's like <laughs> I'm gonna be. Yeah, I can take that punch, but you know, it's not about taking the punch. <laughs> it's about it's about um, what yeah. is that? Energy management and damage <laughs> control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, there's so many interesting things that you can talk about with every one of your fight. And I think that's what people don't get to see behind the scenes is that it's very, very technical. How you analyze fights, how you're going to design your game plan. Even what we're going to talk about next is kind of the training aspect. I mean, it's making sure that you're prepared for all of your fights so that you don't have to worry about that. Because if you have to worry about your conditioning or, oh, can my hip do this? Can my shoulder do this? You know, you're, you're not going to be able to fight or at least not fight yeah. at a high level. Um, yeah. But the next thing that I wanted to talk about is like everything that you said before, how it's really your lifestyle has kind of evolved to, you know, lead the, this positive outlook, support your fitness level, support your conditioning, support the fighting lifestyle. And one thing that we always talk about are, pretty much my advice almost to everything is that there's going to be this fine balance. And I think the higher level that you're required to perform, the balance gets more and more precise. That's how I coach everything with strength and conditioning and rehab and nutrition is like, as you get higher in your career or higher levels of competition, the balance, there's so little room for error where if you're just like, you know, just doing it for fun or for leisure, there's still a balance, but it might not be as precise. So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I mean, in the fighting game, just to give some examples, and I'll let you uh, dive into this a little further, but just to give some examples, I mean, you got to have a balance between stand up and ground. You got to have a balance between strength and power and then being able to last 15 minutes or 25 minutes in the round or in the fight yeah there's also yes. a balance of how you train and how you recover you know like that's a fine-tuned balance because if you just overtrain, you're going to break your body down and then you cannot even perform what you've practiced even yeah. beyond that there's a balance between 
you know, your professional fighting, like how we've always talked about, and then family, right? Your work-life kind of balance. And there's so yes. many things that if you look at it, at it from a big picture standpoint, the balance of everything that you have to make sure is kind of the right uh, concoction or orchestrated in the right way is so precise when you're at this stage in the game that what can you say, say to that about what you've learned how to create a better balance to become not only a more well-rounded fighter, but also just more successful in life too. I, I'd say the biggest thing to find balance is educating yourself. Yeah. So you're not, so you're not close minded, you know, like you can, you can, you can have your ways and you can have your boundaries with things, you know, like, but it's just to not be closed minded. And if something disrupts, you stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and everything is about me. What I found to make it finding balance in me is it was how I started trying to just live a joyful life is, um, I found that through through being um through health, meaning me, like you know what I mean, surrounding myself around a healthy environment, not just with what I eat, but with what I see, what I hear, and what I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I never, I, I, I'm not in any type of relationship where I feel this uncomfortable vibe with someone, and it's like this eerie feeling, and I, I meet these people all the time. You know, if that's the case, like I'm getting that away, like you know, mm-hmm. like I just. I just keep educating myself and I stop, I don't stop asking questions. Yeah. You know, I was just never, and I was never judgmental about the situation. No matter like, I, no matter my profession before I'm a, you know, entertainer, I'm Hawaiian and before I'm Hawaiian, I'm human. Mm-hmm. And we all the same now, you know what I mean? We yep. all bleed, we all bleed red. Yeah. You yep. just get different tone, cut, right? You know, and it's just like, I think in the end, like for me, finding balance and being healthy in my life, but also like um, my perspectives being younger, like you said, and what you said was like, it's totally different with success, but it's not like what I could take for myself, but now it's like what I can give mm-hmm. before I leave, mm-hmm. you know, like what can I give to the world before I leave? Yeah. Because I felt like, I felt like I've, I've, I've lived a good life to, or I'm, excuse me, I'm living a good life. And I'm living in the moment, and you know what I mean. Yep. Like I was saying, like I was just glad here. I fell into it and realized, like, wow, all these people is crazy. They want to see me just get my head knocked the hell off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I get paid to people watch me just get my ass beat, and I realized that that's what these guys fanaticize around. That's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? As much as they might like me, they might hate me. They fanaticizing about me punching someone else in the head and hurting this fool yeah. like it's great you think about it like that you're like wow yeah. it's so gnarly but yeah. it is we humans you know what i mean yeah. we, like i'm i'm like i'm i'm telling them they're crazy and i'm the one in the ring doing it yeah. right you know but it's just crazy on their perspective too that what they're watching or what entices them yeah so but in the end that's what made, made me realize like we human you know and we we crazy Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we celebrate one, we celebrate one, one dude that let us, we let him come in his house and leave us presents and we leave him milky <laughs> cookies every year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we celebrate that. Like, yeah. like this just, I get it. We, we all have these things and it's for me, it's like, how can I be so close minded when a situation is rep- is presented to me? Yeah. With and everything else that we work around or we deal with in life. Yes. And I think the, you, that's a very interesting interesting perspective and you hit the nail on the head is that yeah if you close your mind off to things you'll never ever realize or even get exposed to what might make you better 
and what yeah. might improve this balance. So that education, even for me too, it's constantly educating yourself on things that will help you. And the only way to see if it helps you is really, you, like you said, try to put yourself in those those op, uh, those situations and try to experience it. And yeah, if it helps, then keep doing it. If it's if it's not really uh, providing that much benefit, if it's more detrimental, then of course, at least you have experience and you learn from those experiences too, things that don't work. But for you, I think going back into kind of the bread and butter, what what we have worked on over the past year without going too in depth is that even with just the basic level of maintenance for your body, there's so many things that I learned from you. I was like, I don't know how you're doing some of these things before. Cause like you said, you were just starting to just pure willpower determination was just trying to do whatever you were trained to do. But what I saw was that certain muscles were starting to shut off and everything. And then we needed to restore yeah. that balance of movement. And yes. for you, it was just like, I needed to educate myself as to what kinds of things you need to do, what kinds of things you're experiencing and what that felt like over the years, right? So that was the learning yeah. on my part. Others, I wouldn't have been able to help you with the balance. And on your part, you really bought in and understood like, oh, this is why I'm doing this or this is what I need to do when I'm doing weight training. This is what I need to do when I'm sparring. And I think yeah, that's what yeah. really made everything work together was that our balance of trying to be open-minded. I needed to get into your world and you needed to get into what I do. And then that's really yeah. what has helped you gain so much benefit. Is there anything that you can share about what that's been like? Well, I mean, like for great example is this like martial arts, right? I was going to class and then over the years, it was just like, it was just like, oh, repetition, right? And going uh -huh. to class and then like, I, don't, I wouldn't know, just kind of like physical therapy. You yep. get injured, you go in there, you just do the motions, you go with, oh, you feel it better? Yeah, I feel it better, man. Like, it feels good. Boom, then you go out. Like, it was never, you know, over. And then there was times where you're in a martial arts class and you're like, or a seminar, and this guy says something and it just sticks at you. And then you, you know what I mean? It planted yeah. a seed. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like, wow. Like, the seed was already planted. He just added water and everything <laughs> started flourishing after. You yeah. know, like, that happens in martial arts for me. And then it started. I mean, I was always trying to understand and be connected, but there was a point in life where I was young and I was just like, oh, I'm better. Okay, what's next? Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what they saying? It wasn't like, whoa, whoa, slow down so this don't happen again. Yeah. It was just like, oh, we better, bro, get in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. there ain't no time. There ain't no time. Yeah. But the best time is your, I realize now, but the best time is your time. Yeah. So make it count. Yeah. It isn't somebody else's time. I was over there. Oh, I like fight. I want to get in there. Like I gotta represent. I gotta. I gotta pay the bills. I gotta. But like that's someone else's time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like my time is the most important time. So that's the most. Now I realize like that's the most time that I gotta really dig down and you know focus on and make healthier decisions and like I'm still human. I'm still you know I lack I lack at certain things and I have my I have habits and I, I work on it but. I realize that now, like I gotta, you know, make my time genuine. Yeah. Because that's not something I realize that, that this time is not something you can give. You cannot, I cannot give back all that time you gave me teaching me, yeah. teaching me what you taught me. I yeah. cannot give you that time back. That's your time that you gave me. So how do I give that back? Uh, I really take in what you gave me and yeah. I really utilize it because that was the purpose. It wasn't just to teach me so I get better. It was to teach me so I don't need to come back you know yeah. what I mean? for that, for that, for that. I think that's the skill too. For me, it's like, you know, like 
if I keep coming back to something, it's I should be getting better, like you know, and learning and wanting yeah. to learn more, like I did in martial arts. But when it came to PT, it was like you know, like okay, I'm good. I don't want to learn anymore because I don't want to. I don't want to be here. But then I went with you. Uh, I like you know, I'm just like oh wow, okay, this is you know, it's it's very there's there's a lot of connection. There's there's things that is like oh wow, it's it's more for me, and I had great help and sponsors from other PTs over the years. It's just the fact that. I took time away from their, their business. They were friends, you know, and it's like, that feels like, like it feels hard for me at times where I'm just walking in and they, they got all these elderly people. And like, I have a great connection with you and you make time for me in that, in that aspect, you know, I'm like, wow, like these are things that I just fell into in relationships and built and I wanted to connect more yeah. and it just led to this. Yeah. And <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is for. And all of the, all of the little clips that I put out and everything, that is truly my philosophy. And I know that's how you approach everything in your profession too, is that, I mean, I could literally just, it's like that proverb, right? If I give a man a fish, then he eats for that day. But if I teach him how to fish, then he'll eat for the rest of his life, right? And that's kind of what my belief is, is that all of this stuff, like not many people I'll admit, not many people are that interested in like going to, you know, eight years of school and like doing all of this research and everything. Like people don't care about that. They just want to learn like, okay, how does this relate to how do I perform better? And that's the one thing that I'm trying to pass on and pay it forward is that, you know, this is really my passion. So if I can help you to understand more as to how this applies to you how this applies to your sport, you know, fighting, how to become a better fighter. I mean, that's that's what I enjoy. That's my true passion. That's what's rewarding. When you when you come, I don't I know you know, but I know from many other people, like the most rewarding things for athletic trainers is like when the athlete says, "Oh, they got it," you know? When you come back to yeah, me and yeah, tell yeah. me, Oh, I was deadlifting. I was doing a pull-up and I could actually feel my shoulder blade being stable. You know, like to yeah, me, yeah, that's the yeah, biggest yeah. win because I don't care about, about like, oh, if you think that, you know, certain things are going to be better or not. I just, I just want to give you the best information to try to help you to succeed, you know? And that's kind of yeah. along the same lines as to how you take all the information and everything. Going, going a little further. So with everything that you've learned and how you said that, yeah, you've learned so much through these experiences, through your lifestyle. And then the last thing that you kind of touch on is nutrition. Um, that is something interesting. We've had, you know, few conversations about nutrition and passing. And the one thing that I can definitely say that you do really, really well is that you find sustainable nutritional habits that work for you. I know yeah. you're, I know a lot of people know that you're more plant-based and you're more vegetarian and everything, but you found ways that it really is integrated into your lifestyle. This is not something that you're just doing just because you found ways to make it work and make it sustainable without going too in depth. Cause I know this could be a whole nother episode, but what are some of the big things that you, you can say about how your nutrition has evolved to where it is today? I, I definitely believe that we have a connection with our gut and we have that gut feeling and mm-hmm. our gut talks to our brain and yep. vice versa, you know, and like we're, um, we're all we're mammals and you know everybody like all the animals in the world all of us like we have our own minds and stuff but we're instinctual Mm -hmm. you know like we have these instinctual like habits and 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 what we do and like for me it was like i always wanted to be like like this whole you know like just understand like what what 
what made me feel better. So once I started like training and then I, I started eating plants, like I was like, okay, why do I feel like this? Because I started connecting with my body and feeling things mm. like being a version of myself. I never felt before. Yeah. You know, like I get, I have a detox and cause I'm not, I'm, I'm not eating certain things. And then all of a sudden I just feel like I'm enlightened. And I'm just on a whole new, like you get like super Saiyan. If you watch Dragon Ball Z, yeah, yeah. she's like, pull me just fucking go <laughs> super Saiyan. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's like that, that, that became, that became my high, you know, I was like, Oh, but I, I, I like, there's, it's definitely, it's definitely connecting. Like your body talks to you. Yeah. Like people lose it. Like people lose it just like, and then like, it's like how animals understand themselves and like, you know, like, like, like a dog. If anybody wonders why he eats grasses, because he ate something upset that upset yep. his stomach and he's trying to throw himself up. Yep. Like he instinctually knows that he's like, oh my God, this yes. doesn't belong to me. I need to like go and like, you know, throw yep. this up. Like it's not, a, it, and like those types of things, like connecting with your body and not like, I guess, putting up with whatever whatever like you feel like if i had a stomach problem or even just like you i'm an athlete bro yep. why the hell is my shoulder sore if i really care i'm gonna find the source of it <laughs> yes oh you're doing the lift wrong yeah you do, <laughs> you're overworking it right like yep. it's the same thing with my health i'm like okay why does my stomach feel like this like yeah oh damn i run five miles and it didn't even it i you know like my friend was hap my friend was hap was said I didn't fast <laughs> than I expected. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? Those After I started eating plants and I just started feeling results, like that was just my lifestyle. And with living around, going traveling around the world, like and being more educated about stuff, I understand that you know our eating habits is based around our atmosphere and what our culture is, and you know I just understand that, so I'm not against anyone's eating habits. Yeah. Or how this is just something that made me feel at peace, made me feel at home, made me it, it enhanced me. You know, like I only like to surround myself around people that enhances or things and people that enhance me. Yeah. Like I truly believe like, you know, in plants is it can heal you, it can it can it, it makes you a better person and it makes you be connected with yourself and the world. Like that's you have two I always say that you have two homes yourself and the earth. Like you need you need to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what it is. I mean, nutrition, I like how you wrapped it into everything that you're doing or all aspects of your life because that's what nutrition is. I think a lot of times yeah. in modern fat diets, and I have said this many times, it only looks at the food. It just tells you the food in front of you. It doesn't take into consideration your culture, your upbringing, what kinds of things you like, what kinds of things are around you, you know, your mental health, emotional health, um, of course, physical health, but all of these things collectively together that is what nutrition is and like you said it's it's pretty simple it's just hard to do sometimes in modern society but it's pretty simple if you just eat whole foods and you understand how to incorporate a good balance of whole foods and nutrients you'll actually start to become way more in tune with your body and like you said we're that's the one thing that all animals and humans have in common is that you're meant to uh have instinct instinctual feelings and understanding as to what kinds of things will help you to do what you know um you see it like you said the dog eating grass and knows that oh you know what i need to eat grass to kind of get out of whatever my stomach whatever is upsetting my stomach right um same thing with humans i mean when you get to experience all of these different things and understand oh when i eat this 
right a balance i I recover faster when i eat these types of foods i have a better workout or these types of foods just make me feel like i have more energy throughout the day i think even something simple as hunger cues all of those things are meant to be communicated from our gut to our brain and when we start to eat more whole foods those communications and just the way that our body functions is just happens so way so much better and i think that's what we get away from because of all things that you see around you or hear around you when it comes to diets is that we get away from eating the real whole foods and eating the plants and eating all of these things that provide that better balance that our body can actually function at higher levels but most definitely yeah most definitely but the nutrition i mean that's i we've had so many good conversations about nutrition and um that will be a whole nother episode in the future but it's good that you're experiencing how much value it brings and how you can sustain your habits because that's what it's about it's not about going on like a diet or a meal plan just during training camp and then the rest of the year you're just whatever you know yeah yeah it's making sure that you can sustain this and do this because it provides value not doing it because you think you should or you have to that's the key components when it comes to nutrition anyway i know i know you're super busy and you know there's always things that we have to do with this covid situation we haven't actually worked together for a while but we're doing things online and through video and all of that but i know that you have a lot of things going on that you got to get back to um before we end this is there anything else that you want to say you want to leave on a good note or promote anything that you're working on or upcoming in 2020 i mean for the most part i'm just trying to get a flight before before summer ends that's mm-hmm. that's that's my plan on that part and um an, an ending note to you know the whole um the talking of nutrition and whatnot it's just it's you know no matter what it is like in life whether you're a professional or not like if you can control what you eat you can crawl you can control a lot of aspects in your life yeah right like it is because we are emotional creatures we eat off of emotions yes. so if you know how to control that then there's a lot of things in life that are going to be easier to 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 control because uh, and you're going to be less emotional about it. Yes. Like when you're happy, you're sad. That's a big one. That I, I I like to bring attention to everyone. They say like, we always remember that we eat off of emotion. If mm-hmm. we didn't, we'd be able to eat like a gorilla and just uncall yeah. and just chew it up and just be like, I got to eat this because that's what I need to eat to survive. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's right. So. Yeah. When you understand those things, then it's easier to control yourself because, like I said, that just goes back rabbit hole, leading from the gut to the head, yep. thinking. Uh, you eat healthy. You, you eat healthy. You control how you eat. You start living a healthy life, and you can control a lot of aspects in it too. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah but thanks so much for joining us today, and I'm, I'm so excited to see what else the future holds for you and. You know, Hawaii is always rooting for all the Hawaii athletes and I'm excited to see who you step in the cage with next and I'm sure that it's going to be an excellent performance and I know that you'll be ready for all of that. Any other last words that you want to share to anybody? No, I mean, thank you. Thank you for your time, man. I'm always going to try and return the favor and give back to people in need and whenever whenever I have time to give back. thanks for that brother yes thank you so much for joining us again Yancy and we wish you the best in the future and we're going to be watching your upcoming fights yes uh, hopefully you know this COVID thing passes soon and I get back to the gym with you (laughs) yes definitely (laughs) All right, bro. until then um, I'm looking forward to the videos